Welcome to Meatless, a podcast about eating. I'm Alicia Kennedy, a food and drink writer. I'll be having conversations with chefs, writers, and more about how their personal and political beliefs determine whether or not they eat meat. The show will ask the question, how do identity, culture, economics, and history affect a diet? In this episode, I'm speaking to Gabriel Hernandez, the chef and owner of Verde Mesa, a restaurant in Old San Juan, Puerto Rico. The first time I ate at Verde Mesa was in 2015. Everyone I'd known in the city told me that, as a vegan, I had to. They were right. The adorable space, decorated like no other restaurant in the city, makes you feel as though you are in someone's living room on a quiet street. His focused, plant-forward dishes are made from local produce, and they're homey but elegant. Tender eggplant, a smooth chocolate mousse. It's a haven. When Hurricane Maria hit in September of 2017, Hernandez slept in the restaurant. Since then, he's only been serving lunch. But he did get some good news when he was long-listed for the James Beard Award for Best Chef of the South. After a Thursday lunch service, we sat down in the restaurant to talk about why the menu changed from a pescatarian-vegetarian focus to omnivorous, and how restaurants on the island can help revive local agriculture. There's a little noise on this recording because we spoke beneath a fan. The restaurant's air conditioning still wasn't working. <laughs> are, they, are people more interested in you here too, or is it just abroad now? Right now abroad, I'm here too. I'm yeah. here and people are, you know, um, uh, you know how we say the word like realizing the word message ceased. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you've been open since two thousand nine. Yeah, we've been open since two thousand nine. We started uh, uh, actually two blocks from here. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, the concept was very. By that time, it was a uh, uh, more like a lunch bistro. Right. Very very simple food. Uh, including we have like shakes and oh, acai wow. bowls and things like that. They're very, very simple. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, we started that like nine years ago. What was the inspiration for that? Actually, it was my partner. Okay. My partner name is Loida. And uh, we were in the mid, in the 2009, the crisis of, I don't know, the Wall Street thing. Right. Things were like looking very, right. so, you know, what? you know, survive during crisis are, you know, food. Right. People keep eating, so. Yeah. That's pretty much that, and the rest she came with this, the naming, everything. Okay. Uh, I never realized that nine years later, you know, this has become something else, so. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. did, uh, you weren't a chef by training. No. What were you by training? Well, I I graduated from electronic engineering technology at Bayamon mm -hmm. University, mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, if I was training something, that was that. Was that. Then, uh, uh, just looking for a job, I just uh, was approached. For, a friend told me about this place called Dragonfly, and that's where I started in the industry. Dragonfly from Ufi, okay. the company from India, that you know, ten years ago was a very uh, was uh, I think was the first one of the first culinary groups in Puerto Rico. You can say that. Right, I think, yeah. They had Dragonfly, and I started there. As a, I started as a runner. Okay. And eventually, I just went to as a waiter. And years later, I, I started as a bartender. So before starting Bar de Mesa with my partner, Loida, 
we uh, I was a bartender. Mm -hmm. That was it. And then from that, when we opened, uh, you know, the roles, we were not sure the roles we would take, but eventually I just took the role in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And that was it, you know? That was it. Yeah. And um, are you still working with that partner in this space? Yes. Yes. Uh, she's in charge of all everything about the front of the house. Right. The, the image of the restaurant. Oh, wonderful. Service, um, everything. Mm -hmm. The design of everything? Is the designer, yeah, she's a designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how did you come to decide that you were going to do a pescatarian menu here initially? It is in, the same thing is uh, when her diet was a uh, fish and vegetable. Not so small detail, I can, I can tell, talk about we were a we right. uh, couple okay. when we started. So yeah. she was a vegetarian and pescatarian. Mm -hmm. And it was followed through, you know, mm -hmm. well, let's, let's do this. Uh -huh. you know, it, it wasn't crossing any, there was in no, uh, in me, any culinary idea of like, okay, let's, uh, why we don't put meat because with meat we can do this and that. That, that, that didn't come through because right. actually I was a very, uh, let's say, uh, you say when you are naive of the process right, right yes you just start and you're <laughs> yes. like uh, just getting you know so right uh, so we would we would keep it like that and then we just we 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 keep it like that until almost I think two years ago okay. or you can say a year and a half ago two year two years ago mm -hmm. uh, and we are right now in that process of getting uh, just trying to change the image of the restaurant from a pescatarian, vegetarian, using that word, because I don't, that word, you know, if so many concepts comes to head and right. it can block people from experiencing what we're doing here. Yeah. So, uh, why do you think that is? The, just the word, vegetarian. Yeah. Vegetarian, 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 there was a, a there was a, there were years of uh, this type of vegetarianism right. where food is overcooked, steamed, yeah. the overuse of soy, overuse of bright uh, liquid, amino acids and everything. So uh, you get conf people when they, a lot, I don't know, I just transported collectively <laughs> of that image of that kind of, you right. know, health food, the tofu, right. yes. when tofu, good tofu, homemade tofu. Uh, I've been to Japan, I have tried tofu, it's not the same, right. you know, tofu is so different, so, you know, when you get, you, people have a customer, so when, when, even yesterday, I was here, sit, here, sit down, and there was a person passing by, and was saying to the, to the, to the person, if you want to try some healthy food, oh. a vegetarian, go to this place, I'm like, no, this is a, this is a, a there's a, this is a place that sees, uh, you know, of course, like any chef is looking for his style, but it's, pre it's presenting a style, a, a concept, a culinary, uh, a culinary proposal mm -hmm. and experience. Right. Okay. There's a concept of layering of flavors. You know, so uh, you know, the, the, it's not vegetarian. Right. right so right. Uh, that happened, and then we change it. Why we change it? We change it because the restaurant was growing. Mm -hmm. Second, we were not aligned to the philosophy. It has to be strictly fish and vegetables. Mostly we we were uh, I was getting of, no well first uh, economically right we started losing tables ten, for example a night on, I remember one night we lose like a six we lose like two 
two tables, one was a 10, another one was a uh, free top. That's 13 people, and you see 13 people sit down, one of them don't eat meat, the other one don't want to eat, leave him alone, they left. So yeah. then you have, uh, you know, you're like 16 employees, you're thinking about the whole thing, first economically, uh, but how we can transport it, you know, we need to do the change in a way that we can really uh, still uh, go with what we to in the restaurant is trying always also to connect and support the local economy. Right. So we tried, we started with, you know, be from here. Uh, uh, especially, we started, I think, with our first meet that we tried in the restaurant was pork belly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it started with me, we started with pork belly. Uh, we tried meat from here, but it's, the marbling is not that, mm. not that good, so it gets tough. Yeah. But it's not impossible. We can, we, I think the industry will go to the point where the cattle will, you know, graze in a way that we can get a nice marbling, and uh, that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, we, is, what is the meat industry like here? Um, well, the meat industry here uh, is something I'm trying to understand, yeah. it, you know, and what I know is just the cattle is usually left to 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 go to you know walk. the the truth empirical the true thing is that the word grass fed you know is a grass fed industry mm -hmm. that is just grass fed that's great um, but it just left to walk for long distances uh, so you have a very highly muscle uh, right. cattle so there's no there's not a lot of marbling in it but it's an industry I, I'm still trying to understand get, trying to get into it uh, where we since we started at the beginning we started with a uh, with vegetables, so that's an industry I really have a lot of connections. I have seen it evolve. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's incredible what you get now from when you get when you started, uh, which is which is great. Right. You know. um, and are you able? Have you been able in the past to rely on produce grown on the island, or yes, pretty much all the way through? Mm, well, at the beginning, not that. Right. Not that uh, was. First, my culinary uh, ignorance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, a, I, I, I remember I got radishes from a farmers at the beginning, but I didn't know how, what to do with them. So yeah. I didn't know, I actually I didn't know uh, how to, how you say the word? I have a, 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 a like an intuition right. of cooking, but I didn't know how to really cook, you know, and I need to pass through experiences. So if I go back and I receive the radishes, I will say, oh my God, I will have using this, 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 but at the beginning, so I was getting uh, local produce, but I really wa didn't use it as, or took it the potential of right. what I'm doing now. Uh, yes, has changed. Uh, and then gradually, as more knowledge and more, and more, uh, you know, like decisions that you take, you know, with hell with it, we're gonna buy everything from this farmer, and that's it. You know, just take the decision, and so we took decisions, big decisions. Like, you know, don't be afraid to let's order in 40 pounds, and let's figure out what we're gonna do with the 40 pounds of, of, of eggplant. That took me a couple of years to figure it out. You know, mm -hmm. so I just I, I uh, personally, I you know trying to be in a process of learning the restaurant, learning how to be a leader, learning how to cook. <laughs> So it's kind of could be a quiet ride. Right. Do you think that the beard nomination came when? Do you do you actually feel like you have 
more of a vision now? Do you feel like it was recognizing something that you also recognize in yourself? Uh, pretty much, I first I don't know how the, the, the nomination <laughs> came. So I don't know how the, the nomination right, came. I mean, right, right. that we got the nomination, but yeah. how that nomination come through, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who was who the votes or who came to the restaurant. Uh, we were. I were very uh, after. Well, we have gone through different. Uh, faces in the restaurant. So. But talking about the last one, which is this period from September to November, and then mm-hmm. reopening in November and November to June to now, uh, the culinary strategy in the kitchen is to create uh, things that are layered in the less possible layers of flavors. But when they click, they are like a, a hit. So that was a strategy. Right. Things that three cooks uh, know the three cooks can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a larger volume people but maintaining the essence of the restaurant but uh, let's say ha- another level right uh, compose dishes that are beautifully and just trying to integrate all that was a great was a really a lot of energy going to that but at the end we create a very simple menu that went straight to the to, to the point and very direct I was very confident with that menu. I'm still con- I'm very confident with the menu so it's a menu that uh, uh, you get the plate, you try, boom, and which, and then you get another one, and it's nice, like small hits, and that that was very confident on that. But to the point that I'm like, with that menu, I'm gonna get the James Dior, and I'm, you know, no, nothing like that. We yeah. were just, we were just struggling. So right. uh, they came uh, actually came in a week that we were like, oh my god, this is, good. <laughs> you know, so it is tough. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, November, December, and January were really uh, rebuilding months uh, collectively. Uh, there was a restaurant that have big plans from the beginning, so they were in also on the momentum. We were not. We were just trying to get. And in February, we were starting to uh, get people noticing, getting be- better new 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 public and new guests. Mm-hmm. And Marshall's and me and nineteen months. Yeah, April has been good too. So. Okay. I cannot complain. Right. Um, so, I feel like it's almost a famous thing now that you slept on the floor after the <laughs> hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> this is a line. People are just like, oh, you slept on the floor. Um, yeah, three, three, yeah, three, three, like weeks? three weeks. Wow. And no, I didn't sleep on the floor. That. <laughs> I slept in that corner because you get the, you get the, you get the window. Yeah. And the, there was a line of wind that gets to there, so I didn't, you know. Because my my rest, my my apartment has a hurricane, so when they shut down, they shut down their electrical. So mm-hmm. it becomes kind of it was a it's a boom bunker, which is great for a hurricane coming. Right. Nothing happens, but right. when you want to sleep there, you there's heat, there's mosquitoes, there's no they don't go nowhere. So it became a very place not to. So I stay here. Yeah. And you know, so stay here. <laughs> a couple of weeks. Uh, were you, what were you were you cooking anything at that point or I was just eating I was uh, cooking things that we have in the fridges there were vegetables still that mm-hmm. we have in and we were cooking there I was eating out uh, just figuring out yeah we were cooking if I get something I will I will do something with it you know right. but you've only been open for lunch since then yes. Yes, and how is that? Only, been? only lunch. Yeah. Uh, it has been. 
Well, the decision was because we didn't have personnel. Mm-hmm. Second, we got hit hard in yeah. many economically, so we need to do an operation that can uh, sustain itself with, uh, with not that big overhead. So that's what the first decision, so we do that. Um, opening the dinner with the dinner menu, will re- re- will, I will need more people, which right. we didn't right now, just rebuilding ourselves, rebuilding, but also the economic economy around us rebuilding itself, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense, you know, right. so, and especially also San Juan, you know, they're key, play, you know, you send, there are central restaurants that, you know, get a lot of traffic, but to come to where the Mesa, you, make, you have to make a decision, you have right. to decide, I want to go to where the Mesa, that means that you have to take a car, go to San Juan, look for a parking, walk, walk to this corner, and you come to where the Mesa, so, right. uh, we will not get public uh, with with at that time, right? You know, it, it didn't it didn't make sense to open the dinner, and so we started with the, with the lunch. And actually, when we opened the lunch, it was dead. You know, the, the, the around us and the restaurant, we we struggled, but still. But but at the beginning, at least we we have something coming in and that maintains and sustain the well, especially my sous chef, which is a key player mm-hmm. and key part of the team. Right. So and and his his second. Uh, which was very important for me. Mm-hmm. They already be trained, so they will need, they will very important for me to that they still with me all the way. Uh, but they were great. And money or no money, they will stay very. I'm very uh, 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 agradecido. I, I say grateful because of that, and they stay still stay with me. Yeah. Um, do you anticipate when you'll re- do dinner again? We're working towards that. Yeah. That's on right now. Uh, we are now in a high speed mode to put the air conditioning. Right. And just a matter of nothing to reopen the dinner service. Right. Menu is already done. Uh, it's a menu that encompasses a lot of things that we have done, been doing this past month. Because also I've been doing outside things. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's something that helped us in November, December. I was doing another like events. Right. Outside the restaurant, which helped us to, you know, Stay to stay afloat, and uh, I'll help you to stay afloat. The only thing, angels, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, angels that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, in the normal restaurant challenges, you know, uh, some things flow in the kitchen, something new here. You have to run. There's, there's no pearls. Let's okay. Let's invent that. You know, the, the normal thing. So many things that moves in the kitchen. So uh, every day something different, something new. So. Right. Um, and have you always been in the kitchen every day? At the beginning, the first years, yes. I think in the last two years, I've been in the kitchen, but not that intense. I mean, intense meaning 16, 18 hours a day. Right. You know, there were days I stay asleep here. Like, <laughs> I wake up, wake up, I have to go home. We take about it back. Let's go back to the kitchen. Uh, especially when we started to do lunch and dinner service. Right. Which. It was challenging to have that to uh, connect. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this, and and but but no no no. I, now I, I try. I learned to delegate. So yeah, yeah, that's a big challenge. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big challenge. Yeah. So do the challenges differ a lot post Maria, or are they more or less the same? Uh, Maria challenge is mostly a psychological challenge because it's a new reality so you have to 
uh, be aware that it's a new reality that you have in front of you, but also it's a reality that re that brings out things that need to change and mm -hmm. you need to to rewire, let's say. And that process is, for me, has been a great, amazing growth process. Um, that's a challenge. I think the only only challenge is just to keep going, and because there's a lot of things around that sometimes just you wake up one day and you just say, you know what I'm just I take a plane nobody will know <laughs> I will not be we not be around you know we're gonna go and so I think that's a big challenge just to just to keep focused uh, make decisions based in your reality grounded to work that's important no make uh, impulsive decisions okay uh, Keep focused, don't make impulsive decisions, have a strategy that works in connection with what's going on around you. And those are very important things that, because you become more conscious, you become more aware. And the more aware, more conscious you, you, you are, the more you grow also. So I think uh, if you add that, but then you add the challenge, don't more challenge of the restaurant. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yes. Why do you think, when so many places have closed, why do you think you've been able to stay open? Uh, I don't know. We're blessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, we have been... It's, I think this is also the experience that we have. You know, we... Nine years, so... Uh, well, if we don't have this, then we, we will do that with this. If we don't have this, we will do it with that. Okay. So, for example, one, uh, when you make a decision, you you are you connect your de your decision is like uh, ordex or whatever com outcome from come from the decision is based on your your you and your surroundings. So, for example, it's hot here. Lunch, I will not make uh, soup of right. the day. So <laughs> hot, we will make like a cold dish. Uh, we'll make dishes that are like dishes that that are refreshing. So there you go. That's a decision based mm -hmm. on the reality of what I have around. It's only lunch. Uh, uh, so that's that's part. Of, like I call it mania, or you call it like an act. Because if you you have gone through all this, let's say that the the whole past nine years before Maria has been the training to overcome. Maria. They overcome no Maria they overcome the the challenge. Right. And and of course we did our work. We have to do some fundraising, we have to uh, uh, plan you know our how we, our, our we have to train, we have to you know has been you know all this decision also helps the the operation to keep going. People know about us. They they they, they come. Uh, we are doing. I, I very like I told you earlier. I'm very confident of the menu that we are serving. Uh, it's a reflection of where we are right now. It's just a simple launch menu, but it has the essence of what Berdemesa was about. What kind of dishes are on those, that menu? Like for example, radish carpaccio. We have a dish that is kind of like a chayote ceviche, perscua ceviche. We have a small small beef with beets. Uh, we have, we're doing simple things. We have an uh, interpretation of a serenata. We have different stews. And we have a uh, porridge of duck, I think. 
Yeah, pork chop dog. Sometimes comes uh, fish, we cook it, we do a special with it. Um, but it's a menu that is uh, high flavor, but very, uh, has a steak flavor, aesthetically looks great. And for the, for us in the kitchen, it's uh, very uh, simple to put all together, right. which is also something needed because we are not that many in the kitchen, we're doing everything. So. Mm -hmm. And now that you're no longer a pescatarian, vegetarian restaurant, do you still feelers, do you still put a lot of vegetarian, pescatarian dishes on the menu? Yeah. I like to work with vegetables. Mm -hmm. We have uh, right now one dish is made with uh, Romanesco cauliflower. Mm -hmm. It's all Romanesco cauliflower. We just steam in a Chinese basket and put on top of uh, salsa verde. It's on top, we, you, when, then we take the, the I say the stems. Mm -hmm. I say the stems, mm -hmm. and we slice it. We pickle them. We put it on top of that, and we have a dish. Mm -hmm. We we uh, one with things that also and it's teaching me a lot. is just take the produce as it is and try to do a dish with the produce instead of like having three produce and make a dish based on the combination of three. You know, let's take uh, radishes and let's do a radish carpaccio. All right, so. We are also a lot of maximizing our produce and right. a lot of, of trying to have no waste. Mm -hmm. And, you know, things that, you know, you take it for granted, not taking for granted. Uh, things that comes out when you go through all this process, you know. Right. Food waste is like a huge conversation in the States. Is it, are people talking about it here? I think we could talk more. Yeah. I think it can become something more... Uh, Actually, it was my, my meeting with the guys last week, with the my team, was that, you know, we, we will try our best not to waste. And that means a lot more pickling or a lot more? A lot more pickling, let's use the juice, let's take the dog carcass, let's do a stew, let's do, but we, you know, we are not, you know, think about it, just connect with what we have in front of you, don't grab it and the impulsiveness of getting rid of it because it's a convenient thing to do. Right. And I, I, you know, I uh, we are working hard by the mesa to really don't don't have waste. You know, I don't hope mind we. Me, I'm sorry. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> I look good. Post shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so when something happens like yesterday's blackout, how does that affect? No, no, it affects us completely. You know. Yeah. Uh, you have a front of the house and back of the house that you know they cannot. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't have work that day. You know, right. it's economically. You know, affects everybody. Affects the restaurant. Affects the morale. Affects the. You know, you you you're like you know, you know. Uh, you, you see your produce. You're you're you you have worked hard to have this prep done, and then you're just un nervous. What's gonna happen with it? You know. Yeah. Uh, we we when we started, we did this crazy MacGyver wiring to a very small power plant and works. Uh, we are going to do that again. So when the lights comes out, we can, uh, you will not notice, you know, since we changed it, I don't know, we changed the kitchen. Well, we are using electricity now because we, you know, but when we, when we started, we were relying on sternos and gas and we were just, my gathering everything. I don't know, you know, like yeah. creatively 
and we and, and we put it off the first month like, after we opened. We opened and we were staying without light for a month, another month. And we put it off. We did it. You know, so. Uh, but yeah, you have food. Food can get, you know, all these things, all those emotions are going on. And then you add that to the process that you already go have in. And the only thing I can say is just try to stick home, you know, right. relax. Just <laughs> part of what is going on, you know, you're staying. This is what you have to deal. And let's see how we can like, do things to uh, caution yourself in, in uh, events like this, you know. Right. And I just I talked to someone oh this morning who was saying who runs a coffee shop who was saying that because there was a blackout last week they thought they were free for the month like they get there's one a month or something you know they can plan for one blackout a month but that there were two that it that threw everything off. No, the the two blackouts really threw off us, us economically for us is really bad. two Thursday and Wednesday. Uh, what Thursday or Wednesday and Wednesday? I think. Uh, yeah. Is there any way to, other than making yourself less dependent on electricity, is there any way that you can that you run the kitchen differently because you know that there is this possibility? Well, well, the 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 structure of the kitchen is, has it changed because when electricity came, but the menu. The menu can work itself with just one one uh, sala unit connected to electricity and sternos and that's it. We can make it happen with that, like right. that, you know. And so, uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> It just how is there anything you do differently because of the possibility of losing power? Yeah, well, we, the menu has, has that thing, you know, it, yeah. can, it can transform itself with no power. So um, the only thing is that we will have to close the dinner, dinner night when we, if that this happens, but, we but still we have the lunch right. operating. Right. Um, but right now we are in talk with the owners of this building and all the owners of the other the other parts of the building also rent tenants mm -hmm. to just do a big pot and um, just take a just buy a electric engine like a, a, a generator mm -hmm. and we will do a pool and the monthly we'll pay between everybody so it's a cost effective for everybody right because we cannot like, if we don't do it we, it was going to be very difficult imagine a blackout for four days right we, if, if it happens like this regularly, we will go out of business without not, if we don't have a generator, it's, it's not possible. Even even when there's a blackout, you know, uh, especially in San Juan, it gets so black and <laughs> so crazy. It looks, it looks like, like a, it's, it's very sad when you see that, uh, you know, you know all, it's challenging to bring people to all San Juan. Enough it will change with a blackout. So if even you have a light, I will lose client. I will lose client. So the prospect of that as a in the as a the business part in the business part uh, part is is very uh, you know you know makes you anxious a little bit. You know? Yeah. But we will try to work it out, and we we will I think we will do it. We will succeed. We have to do the things to to 
try to accommodate the restaurant to the new reality, you know, which we've been doing so far. Yeah. How much would a generator be that could power? I still don't know, maybe over 50k. Oh, wow. I'm talking about the whole building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's a, one of those big... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, back to the idea of the original menu when, you know, when I would, I've been coming here for a couple of years and everyone would always say you have to go to Verde Mesa because you don't eat meat. So, and ha was, did you find that that was a stifling idea? Creative, that you were the the place everyone told vegans to go to was that kind of stifling creatively or what what is stifling? Um, do you kind of stunt or decrease your creativity to be thought of as? Uh, what it decreases the, the the amount of people that can experience the place. Right. That what happened because creatively we always there you know we have our. Our highs, our lows, meaning like uh, there are things that are really things that are really wow. We put that out. Nos vemos, William. Gracias siempre. Very nice meeting you. Always here at your service. Oh, thank you. So, no, no, no creativity. Yeah, I will get you know. Sometimes. A vegan come, a vegan person vegetarian. We all and we'll see the menu and we'll see meat or we'll see something and we'll say this is not vegetarian. But look at the menu. The menu, pretty much everything, things that you can change. So aside from that, I, you know, it's just that, like I told you, it's just has been limiting our our reach out our outreach outings. Right. And are there people who were upset when you started to serve meat? People there were you know people that started telling me they will not come to the restaurant. Of course, that's something that happens. Other people will maybe a vegetarian will look at the wind, will see the man and say this is not vegetarian and just close it. But you don't see that. Look at look again because 65, 70 percent of the menu is vegetable based. So you know, right. don't don't black it out. Right, so right, right. Uh, aside from that, I I. Uh, like I tell you, we're trying, we're working to change that image mm -hmm. of, the, of the restaurant. Yeah, how are you doing that? Well, Luida and I recently did an, we did an interview with uh, Renovo Dia. Mm -hmm. It's coming out in the next weeks, and I think that we help out. Uh, we're trying to connect it with the reopening of the dinner service. Uh, uh, and the interview is part of that process, you know, so showing what we're doing now in the yeah. restaurant, what the restaurant is about. It's a restaurant that has been a culinary writer for a long time, but not the not the culinary, no, you know, more people, you know, they surprised that how many years? Nine, nine years yeah. we're here. Yeah, nine years we're here. You know? Yeah, we are yeah. going through a different, different, different phases in the culinary. Let's say the culinary renaissance of. Of, uh, of right now Puerto Rico in the past couple of years. You know? Right, right, right. Um, who do you think uh, is also doing a good job of, of pushing Puerto Rico's culinary world forward? I think I think collectively we, there's a lot of chef. I don't have a pinpoint <laughs> chef. Right, right, know, right. And I think that everybody's doing what they can do. Uh, in the best of their abilities, is you know we are in a learning process. 
uh, it will take a while to really push it to the level that me personally ambition, which is, uh, you know, a cuisine rooted of in the Caribbean, but has the eyes of the international, international reconocimiento, uh, meaning like a uh, recognized inter, you know, in, in, in international, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as a genuine cuisine. I think that's the goal, and not, not about the recognition, just about what is going to happen, you know. It creates a sense, uh, uh, a profound uh, collective sense of identity, which is, I think in this island is something that will create more integration between us, and I think that's the goal, and it has happened in different places already, so there's precedent for that, and mm-hmm. here it's not different, we can make it, we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. But it, in our case, it's a broken... Uh, so broken different Iceland, which share this this line of ancestral cuisine. So you know, it's gonna be something that has to jump from one island to the other to to be cohesive. If you don't, you cannot call it Puerto Rican cuisine. You have to call it. It has Caribbean. It's Caribbean because you know so many influence from all the islands. So so I think all all the chefs are working towards our goal. Uh, I hope that Jose Enrique brings the genes here to Puerto Rico because uh, talking about a chef, you know, mm-hmm. which I respect, bring the, because that will uh, opens a lot of doors, right. and the eyes will like Puerto Rico. You know, what's going on? Right. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talent here, a lot of people doing great stuff, and, and uh, a lot of talent going out Puerto Rico doing great things in other kitchens. So. Awesome. Um, I asked Twitter for their questions for you, and they, they Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, the website. Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted. I asked. I'm interviewing the chef. What do you? What questions do you have for him? And most people just wanted to know how how a restaurant can help sustain and grow small farmers on this island. Buying from them. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy from them. Just yeah. do your menu around it. Just try to uh, uh, use as much as you can. Yeah. Get creative. Just push it. Don't, you know, it's... Uh, that's it. You know... Uh, I think that's as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> just do your menu about it. You know, just, just figure it out, you know. Uh, and, and don't be afraid of, of the pros or... or I, I don't know what to do with this process. Well, learn or something, you know? I think it's, it's part of it. I'm talking about my experience, you know? Right, right. Uh, sometimes uh, the comfort zone, which is something that all chefs go through sometimes, is, uh, is, is detrimental to the, your, first to your growth, and also that if, if you don't grow, how other people around you can grow because we are connected. So uh, I think that's it. Buy more from them. Right. Make your, huh? Oh, nothing. No, make your menu, you yeah. know, has kale radish. Well, you may have kale, a radish, and which I, that's what you see the menu is kale, radish, and, <laughs> uh, kale, well, this is kale dish. But, you know, kills, and in the case, I'm like, kale is so boring already. Everybody's doing kale. How I can do a dish that is, it just, 
it's scalable, but it's something different. So that's the cool part, you know, trying to figure out something sometimes that are cliche or iconic, presented in a way that breaks breaks down the iconical iconic thing about them, and then you're like, ah, oh, this is so this is cool, you know. That's, and that's part of the challenge. I like that. Yeah. What have you been seeing from farms lately? What vegetables? Well, a lot of radishes. Yeah. Like I told you, a lot of kale. <laughs> Uh, where now we have Romanesco polyflower, which is I've never saw. Uh, beets, we have a, a resurgence of the beet, you know, and that's another another thing, you know, you, how to do a beet uh, a beet dish that is also something different, you know, that's super cool. Uh, mesclun has been always available. That's great. Yeah. We we with the mesclun challenge has been one long time. Uh, times where you cannot find a good mescloon uh, very easily, you know, you have access to mescloon, which is great, you know, you have a salad that's all from here, and that's what I like, and I love when I get those mescloon from here, it's crispy, beautifully, you get excited because you're you're giving your guests a, a great produce that you're really, very really proud of, that you're buying, and so, broccoli, broccoli, yeah, we got broccoli some weeks ago, uh, And then, of course, the usual root vegetables like yuca, cassava, um, jautilla, malanga. Mm -hmm. um, so what are your plans now for for the future? How, how long do you think it'll be until you're doing dinner service again? I, we, are, we are right now in that point process moment that we're just going to open soon. What yeah. is the date? I don't know. Right. Uh, like I told my, my team, is, you know, we are here and we, we think that we are like, Things are stopped, but it's just part of the process. It's gonna, it's gonna be at a, something's gonna happen. Boom, boom, boom. We're gonna have the dinner open. Right. Uh, it's going to be like that. You know, that's my goal right now. My main vision goal is, is that opening the dinner service. Mm -hmm. it's so important for the growth of the, to continue the restaurant. You know, uh, well, economically, yeah, but the and also the growth of the restaurant is important.